0: Amen. It is, once again, a blessing to be here this morning with you, and uh, if you would, turn in your Bibles to 2 Kings, 2 Kings chapter 4. I want to ask you to pray for me this week. Uh, I am excited about this week, but like I said, nervous. Uh, I, I thank the Lord for what this church has done for missions over the years, and excited about what... You continue to do, and and uh, uh, I just want to be a blessing to you this week. And I feel sometimes feeling inadequate for the things that God has asked me to do, but I I also know that God don't ask us to do things that uh, He doesn't enable us to do. And uh, years ago, I remember a, a pastor telling me, he said, "You know, God called you." Because he wanted you. And, uh, you know, I, I think sometimes we find ourselves as, as, uh, teachers and, and preachers and things trying to follow somebody else's footsteps, trying to be like them. But there's a group that God has for you to reach and he wants you to get busy reaching them. Amen. And, uh, if you would in 2 Kings chapter 4, I want, I want to read three different stories this morning. I put a title to the message this morning to be, What Hast Thou in the House or in Your House? And, uh, you know, what, what's your perspective of God's plan to reach this world? What is your perspective of God's plan to reach this world? I believe everybody has a different perspective of things. You know, you can talk about, uh, uh, different countries and, and, uh, and everybody would have their perspective of of where you serve. And when you hear missionaries talk, a lot of times they, they say, you know, well, we serve in a real difficult place. And and then the next missionary comes along, well, we serve in a real difficult place. Going out, passing out tracts yesterday, you serve in a difficult place, amen? Because uh had several people tell me that they didn't want my tract that I was trying to hand them, here in, here in your area. And so, uh, but our perspective that we have and what is your perspective on God's plan to reach the world? I'm we'll start in 2 Kings chapter 4 and, uh, starting in verse 1. It says, now there, there cried a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophet of, unto Elijah, Elisha, saying, Thy servant, my, my husband, is dead, and thou knowest that, that thy servant did fear the Lord, and the creditor is come to take unto him my two sons to be bondmen. And Elisha said unto her, What shall I do for thee? Tell me, what hast thou in the house? And she said, Thy handmaid hath not anything in the house save a pot of oil, Then he said, Go borrow thee vessels abroad of all thy neighbors, even empty vessels, borrow not a few. And when thou art come in, thou shalt shut the door upon thee and upon thy sons, and shalt pour out into all those vessels, and thou shalt set aside that which is full. So she went from him and shut the door upon her and upon her sons, who brought the vessels to her, and she poured out. And it came to pass, when the vessels were full, that she said unto her son, bring me yet a vessel. And he said unto her, there is not a vessel more. And the, and the oil stayed. And then, or then she, she came and told the man of God, and he said, go sell the oil, and pay thy debt, and live thou and thy children of the rest. Now we're going to turn over into First Kings, chapter 17, 1 Kings seventeen, verses eight through twelve. The Bible says, "And the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, Arise, get thee get thee to Zarephath, and which belongeth to Zidon, and." Dwell there, behold! I have commanded a widow woman there to sustain thee. So he arose and went to Zarephath. And when he came, and when he came to the gate of the city, behold, the widow woman was there gathering of sticks. And he called to her and said, "Fetch me, I pray thee, a little water and a vessel that I may drink." And as she was going to fetch it, he called to her and said. Bring me, I pray thee, a morsel of bread in thy hand. And she said, As the Lord thy God liveth, I have not a cake, but a handful of meal in a barrel, and a little oil in a cruise. And behold, I am gathering two sticks that I may go in and dress it for me and my sons, or my son, that we may eat it and die. What is your perspective of God's plan to reach the world? I want you to turn one more place this morning in Matthew chapter 14. Matthew chapter 14. Normally when I preach, I normally just read one, two, three verses maybe. And uh, this morning the Lord's given me several verses to read. You know, it's the Word of God that speaks to our heart anyway. It's the Word of God that makes the difference. And uh, Matthew chapter 14... Started in verse 15, says, And when it was evening, his disciples came to him, saying, This is a desert place, and the time is now past. Send the multitude away, that they may go into the villages and buy themselves victuals.' But Jesus said unto them, They need not depart. Give ye them to eat, and they say unto him, We have here but five loaves and two fishes. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you again for this morning. God, I thank you for this great church, and Lord, just the opportunity to be here and share your word with them. And I pray you would challenge our hearts, and I pray if there's someone here Even though this message is not necessarily a salvation message, Lord, but if someone here this morning needs you as their Lord and Savior, God, I pray that you would open up their heart and their eyes and allow them to see the need to to come to know you. God, I pray that you would just challenge us this week, this morning, speak to our hearts. God, just use me as your instrument this morning, and I ask you these things in your precious name we pray. Amen. What is your perspective of God's plan to reach the world? In all three of these stories, what they had, they felt was insufficient. What they had, what they each, each one of them had, they felt was in, insufficient. When we can look at the world and see the need of the world today, and, and uh, uh, a world lost and on its way to hell... We could look at East River Baptist Church and say, well, what we have is insufficient. What we, uh, what we feel, our perspective of the things that we have personally, our perspective of things that we have as a church, we could look at and see the need of the world and feel like what we have is in, insufficient. The first story, we saw a lady serving the Lord hurt her husband, you know, uh, uh, I believe this, this man was, uh, you know, uh, serving the Lord under Elijah and, and, uh, and he passes away and the lady comes to the man of God and says, you know, my husband has been faithful. He was serving and, and loves the Lord and, and the ministry. And now he has passed away and I have these two boys and we have a debt. And these creditors are come, and now they're going to take our sons and they will be slaves. And uh, and uh what should I do? She's asking the man of God, what should I do? You know, I I just see a mother here that is concerned about her family. A mother just trying to take care of her, take care of the business in her home and in her family, and now is without her husband, and uh and and you know i guess we can see ourselves in and just normal people normal people the other story that we read a lady making uh making her last meal in her mind making her last meal and preparing it for her son and saying that in reality i don't see any f- anything past this meal i don't see any any future for me and my son after this, uh uh, you know, my husband is no longer around, has passed away, and and just feels like there's there's no hope for uh anymore. I can't see any more in the future. You know, I think this world is full of people that have that same uh outcome, or in their mind, there's perspective of life. What is tomorrow? What is uh, the future for me? Especially in the days that we live in, you think of, uh, you know, in in, in uncircum... Un, un, uh, uh, what is the word that I'm looking for? Uh, unpredictable days, uncertain days, that was the word I was looking for. You know, and, and the things that are going on all over the world. But this was just, just uh, you know, a lady just trying to keep her head above water. Like many people... In today, in our society, just trying to make things uh, ends meet in a in a in a world or in a country where inflation is uh, incredible right now, and tip, uh, times are difficult. Serving the Lord, facing trials, just normal people in reality, just normal people, but having a need. And then in this third story. You know, uh Jesus had uh just taught and and uh, the disciples in reality they saw the need of the people. They saw the need that these these people this 5000 uh men and and many more women and children there uh meeting there and and Christ had been teaching and things and and they're like, "We need to let them go. We need to let allow them to go on and move on and and go on into the town and buy them some food and and things, and and so the disciples saw the need. Of course, Christ saw the need of of the people, and uh, and I I wonder if if we as Christians, as East River Baptist Church, can see the need this morning. Ones going out that that uh, have the opportunity throughout the week and just being able to share the gospel with the people. Like some of us went yesterday, and many of you probably do, just uh, at, throughout the week, sharing with other people, you'll, you'll see that there is a great need for people to come to know Christ as their Lord and Savior. This country has been a, a country that has uh, sent missionaries all over the world for, for decades, and, and has been blessed because of that. But now we're a country that is getting to the point where we need missionaries to come to this country. We need men that, that can uh, stand up and preach the Word of God in this country, and Christians that can live like Christians in this country, and, and allow people to see Christ in us. Can you see the need? I believe that Jesus can see the need many a times that... We're just kind of blinded by the things that are going on in our life, daily life, and, and we don't see the need of others. We don't see the need of, of, uh, uh, this world, our nation, and, and things. I, I would love to challenge you to go to the mission field. It will open your eyes to, uh, to the things that are there on, on the mission field. I remember it's, it's a blessing to have my brother here and his wife here this morning. I remember a couple years ago, they went to, uh, there to Bolivia and, and while they were there, we were able to go and, and spend a little bit of time in some of the people's homes and, and I remember them, my brother making a statement, you know, it's amazing to me to see people that have almost nothing. Kind of like some of the people in these stories that had almost nothing, dirt floors and, and, uh, when it rains and, and uh, you know, it's almost like a waterfall in your home, and and almost nothing but have the joy of the Lord. It's sad to come to our churches here in the United States to see a people that have been blessed greatly, but doesn't have the joy of the Lord. We ought to see the, the need of the lost. last week, while being in Bolivia going out and knocking doors uh one of the young men after we got done knocking doors one of the young men came up to me and he said you know I met somebody this mo- this morning a lady and her son and I began to talk to them about Jesus and and he said that they had never even heard the name they didn't under they didn't know understand who I was talking about and for me that's hard to accept as he was telling me this, you know, I I I uh even though our country has been blessed in a great way, we feel like everybody knows about God. Whether they like him or not don't like him, we know we feel like everybody knows about Jesus. But when he told me that, I thought, wow, how that how that uh sometimes we don't we don't realize the 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 greatness of the need that that there is. There's people that are hungry. There are people that 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 are in in need of of food this this Christmas eve uh this Christmas uh coming up we're excited about our church is excited about we're uh, we're planning on feeding 500 people lord willing we're praying about it and we're we're asking the lord to help us to to be able to do that christmas falls on on christmas eve this year and i told the people you know i said this this christmas for us is going to be a day of service. We're going to go and we're going to try to feed uh, uh, at least 500 people. But there's needs all over the world. And, and uh, you know, I, I think of so many people are walking around and without purpose in their life. You look at young people, you think of uh, uh, young people and just without a purpose. They have no desire in their life. They have no direction in their life. And many people in our churches, they, uh, they go to work every day, they, they, uh, they have the same routine, but there's, there's seems like there's a lack of purpose in their life. A lack of responsibility. There's You know, in, in Bolivia, in La Paz, the capital city, people made, have made the, the statement, if you want to find somebody that will work, You need to go to La Paz. That's where you're gonna find somebody, a worker, somebody that, that gets up and, and just, uh, you know, they, they're gonna work. If you wanna find somebody that can party, you need to go to Santa Cruz. That's the largest city in, in, in Bolivia. That's the city that's more like the United States. And, uh, if you wanna find somebody that can, that will party, you go to, to Santa Cruz. If you want to find a lazy person, Somebody without purpose, somebody without much desire, go to Riba Alta, where the Lord has called us to. And, uh, and, you know, I, I think of, uh, I think of this without, you know, people without purpose, people without, uh, responsibility for their actions and, and the money that they're spending. You know, our desire is to win people to Christ and, and teach them these things, give them a purpose. Like any Christian, ought to have their purpose in life. Ought to be reaching others, even though we have uh, we have many other things that we have to do in life. But our our focus, our desire, ought to be reaching other people for Christ. Our money, everything that we do, ought to be geared in in that in that mindset. My perspective on 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 God's uh, uh, plan for, for reaching the world is using what I have to help someone else know Christ as their Lord and Savior. When looking at the world's needs, number one, I think we need to acknowledge what we have. These, uh these first first couple people there in these stories they uh the man of God asked them what is it that you have in your home what is it that you have and I think many a times we we fail to recognize the things that we have as a Christian when you look at reaching the world and and, and seeing the need of the world and and as, uh, uh, Brother Young was speaking this morning, God was just greatly speaking to my heart. Just encouraging me to see what, uh, what the Lord has done there in Australia and, and, and uh, but allowing me to see the need that was there. And I, I thought, I, I hope other people are catching what is being said this morning. The, the, the great need that I, I've, we've got a, a young lady that comes to our church from Australia. And, and she is, uh, she's, she came to Bolivia just to work in a, uh, in a, uh, children's home for, for a couple months. But while she was there, the Lord spoke to her heart and she wanted to stay. And so she, she, she's end up staying. Didn't have any support or anything like that. But, just ended up staying, opened a coffee shop so she could she could uh, work there. And the reason I'm mentioning this is, the more I found out about Australia, I thought, man, I don't want to go to that country. And uh, uh, the liberals and the and just the 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 government and all the things, the socialism and all the things that are there. But listening to Brother Youngblood this morning encouraged my heart. I'm sorry, Brother Young. I know a Brother Young blood. But uh, Brother Young encouraged my heart this morning. Gave me a different perspective of what God can do when we allow Him to use us to accomplish His will. Sometimes we think we have nothing. We think we have nothing. Let us look at some of the things that we have to reach the the world's need with the gospel. Number 1, we we have God. Amen. We have God. That's one that's one thing that we can that this lost world does not have and they need. We have God. Romans 8:31 it says, "What shall We, uh, then say to these things, if God be for us, who could be against us? I want to encourage you this morning. God is on our side. When, when you are in difficult circumstances, and I know this morning there's some people here that are passing through some difficult circumstances, you can, you can rest assured that you have God on your side. You have God to, to help you through those things and, and, Uh, We sing the song, He's all I need. He's all I need. Christ is all I need. Is that true this morning? Is that all that that you need this morning? Is Christ? Does your actions... Are they in agreement with that statement? Christ is all I need. What do you have to meet the needs of this world? We have the gospel. We have the word of God. The Bible says in Romans uh, 1 16, it says, For I am for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth to him, I mean to the to the Jew first. And also to the Greek, we have the gospel, the death, the burial, the resurrection of Christ. We have purpose. We have, as a Christian, we have a purpose in our in our purpose in 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 being here. After accepting Christ as your Lord and Savior, if He didn't leave you here for a purpose, then then uh, He should have just taken us on to to heaven. But He left us here with a purpose, and that's to reach others for Him glorify him we have talents i was i was thinking as as brother young was talking about this morning and how that they had to tra- they had to uh just change everything and go into to putting everything online and and this church has done the same thing had to uh 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 kind of adjust and begin to uh put everything online go and that's something that we didn't do in the in the past but People here have the talent and the ability to do those things and, and to use those things for God's glory. We have people that, that, uh, here in this, in this congregation this morning that I believe God would use you going to the mission field. What do we have this morning? It might be you we have this wonderful building and 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 talking about and and planning to to uh to to build uh, bigger or to transform this building in a different uh, uh uh manner so that more people can come into this place and that they can hear the gospel and we have we have time many of people say well i, I don't have time I think if we, we began to look at the things that we use our time for, we would find out we do have time. We do have time. We have time to, to look at uh, Facebook and, and, and all the things that we spend our time on when we're not even thinking about the need of the world. We have the money. To get the gospel to the world, we have the money. Some people spend more money on their animals than they ever spend on missions. Some people spend more money on their hobbies than they ever spend on missions. We have the money. God wants us to acknowledge the things that we have this morning. What is it that you have that you could put into the ministry that it could be used for the glory of God? God wants us to give what we have. Give what we have, you know. In the in the stories here, that God 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 told the the lady, you know, uh, uh, when she said that all I had is is just a a pot of oil, and he's like, you know what? That's what we that's what we need. That's sufficient. That's enough. Give what you had. I, I think it is, brother brother Ron Routh that. Uh, that talks about how if you give all that you have to the Lord, it's His anyways, if you give it all to the Lord whenever, you won't be so disappointed when something happens to it. You know, if uh if you walk out today and your truck is not here, then you say, Lord, somebody took your truck. <laughs> Amen? But when it's all your possessions... You begin to get upset and, and, and begin to get frustrated when, when things uh, uh, begin to leave you. Second Kings, we read this already, 2 Kings 4, verse 2, it says, And Elijah said unto her, What shall I do for thee? He asked her. She came to him looking for counsel, and he's like, What, what do you want me to do for you? Tell me, what hast thou In the house. What is it that you have? Because it's what you have is what God wants to use. And she said, The handmaid hath not anything in the house. Perspective. Save a pot of oil. You know, I don't, I don't have anything that's going to sustain me and my family. The only thing that I do have is just a, just a pot of oil. And God says, that's good enough. That'll work! In 1 Kings 17, 8-12. through, 8 through 12, Verse 12 says, And she said, As the Lord thy God liveth, I have not a cake. He had asked for some water and then, you know, they were already going through difficult times, through a famine, so, and, and through, uh, 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 without any rain. She, he asked for water and then he asked for a cake and she said, I have not a cake, but a handful of meal in a barrel and a little oil in a cruise. Notice how she she made it a little oil, just a handful, and just a little bit of oil. What I do have is not sufficient to meet the need that we have. And God says, no, it is sufficient when you put it in my hands. That's exactly what I want to use. Is what you have. In Matthew 14, verse 17. And they say unto him, We have not, or we have but five loaves and two fishes. Thousands of people are here. What we have is insufficient. It's not enough, Lord. I mean, we would be willing to give it, but it's, it's not going to make a dent in affecting the need of so many. Every story, what they had, they felt was not enough. Maybe you this morning are thinking, you know, I, I would like to give to missions, but I just don't have. When you place what you have in God's hands, it's always enough. Always enough. What you give may be different than what someone else gives, but it's sufficient in the hands of the Lord. Have you given what you have to the Lord this morning? Maybe it's your life. I remember as a 23-year-old young man... God called me to preach. And I felt like what I had to give was insufficient. Insufficient. Unable to read very well. I thought, Lord, I don't know how you can use what I have, but I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you. My goals, my dreams, my plans for life. God, you can have it. My kids, you can have them. Have you given this morning what you have to the Lord? Your time? You know, this year, the Lord has really blessed me. This last year... Lord has blessed me tremendously I've, I've been able to be in ministry long enough to be able to see some uh, just how God has worked this last year I've gotten to go and preach the 20th anniversary of a church that I started, Gospel Light Baptist Church in Arkansas and that church just to see the people there that, that, that was there when I was there and and so many more church running over around 500 people and and just doing a great job and then then I was able also this year to preach the 15th anniversary of another one of our churches in Bolivia and the fourth anniversary of another one of our churches in Bolivia and the first uh first anniversary of uh of our church there where we're at now and then just a couple months ago we started a another church I think I now have, this This last year, been busier than I've ever been in my life. I love college football, and I love uh, just sports. And I was telling Pastor, uh, and, and the Astros, I love the Astros. I have yet to just be able to sit down and watch a whole Astros game, or, or be able to sit down and watch a whole college football game, and... and uh but you know, uh, it's seeing the need, seeing the 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 what God can see, and it changes your perspective on some of the things that you think are very important in your life. I still want to watch those football games, but many of the times I'm out knocking doors during those times. I still want to watch those Astros games and, but many of the times, you know, I'm, I'm doing a Bible study with somebody else and, and, uh, you know, it's just using what you have. Are you willing to let go of what you're hanging on to and put it in the ministry? And allow God to use it. In Matthew 10, verse 37 and verse 38, it says, He that loveth father and mother more than me. Just think about that statement. He that loveth father and mother more than me is not worthy of me. And he that loveth son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And he that taketh not up, or taketh not his cross, and follow after me, is not worthy of me. Can you see the need this morning of a world that's dying and going to hell? and God's saying, I want to be number one in your life. I'm okay with you participating in these other things. I'm okay with you doing it, but I want to be number one in your life. In Matthew 6, 33, it says, But seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Many a times, I'm trying to teach the Bolivian people when I first went to Bolivia, I, I made the mistake of seeing the poverty there and thinking that they had nothing to give. And I made the mistake with my first church in, in providing everything for them and not, and not uh, giving them the opportunity to give in the way that they should have given. And then whenever I left that church and... And uh, we had a pastor there, and really I had to leave because of my wife's health at that time to move to another part of of Bolivia where it would be easier on her. That church had to learn how to take care of a pastor. And it was my fault that I didn't teach them those things because I saw the poverty, and I thought, Lord, they can't give. They don't have anything to give. And then I thought, I am blessed with the things that I have because I've learned to give. And they need that same opportunity. They need to learn to give and sacrifice because it's not the amount. God wants to use what you have to reach the needs of others. Put His agenda first. God wants you to acknowledge what you have. God wants you to give what you have. And lastly, God wants to multiply what you give. In all three of these stories, what was given was enough. In East River this morning, I want to tell you, whatever you decide, whatever God lays on your heart, whatever, whatever God moves you, or however God moves you to give this week, as long as it's God that's moving you, it will be sufficient to meet the need. God can build this auditorium debt-free. Amen? He has all power. He can fill the auditorium. He can allow this church to send more missionaries around the world. When God put Reba, Reba out there in my heart and, and I went and I looked and I, and I saw, God allowed me to see the need of 130,000 people that doesn't have a, a Baptist church there preaching the gospel and, and the, just the, the demonic activity that's there in the in that area and the, and the people that, that are just needing a Savior. I didn't have much to offer them. But in a year and a half, God has put two Baptist churches in Riva Alta, A Bible college. With several men that's been called to preach. Four men that's been called to preach. Hundreds of people saved. Many of them baptized Sunday school teachers, just in a year and a half. Men and women that have, that have went from the road of on their way to hell and, and without hope, now is on their way to heaven and just giving what they, what they can. God, I don't have much, but what I have, I'll give. Sunday school teachers. You know, there's people here that's been here for years and years and years. And maybe hasn't ever done anything but fill a pew. And you got people that are just getting saved and 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 uh and excited about what can I do? Bus workers. Every week having more than twenty out on visitation and and knocking doors, and 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 we just had our first missions conference, and we took on a missionary in Uruguay, and uh, and and you know just excited. These are people that 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 just got saved. They don't have the average person there in 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 Bolivia makes about three hundred dollars a week, uh, a month. $300 a month. But out of that three, and I don't understand how they can, they can live off that and, and, and things, but, but they do it. And every week I feel guilty asking them, we take up an offering at the beginning of the service and, and that's for your tithes and your offering. And then at the end of the service we take up another offering is our faith promise. We have three services uh, every, well, we have Sunday school and then church. And then, then we go to our other church at 5 o'clock and have another service. And then at night, after that, we have at 7.30, we have another service. And there's some people that go to all those services. And they give in all those offerings that we take. Just because they want to have a part right. in what God's doing yeah. in reaching the soul. What do you have this morning? Preacher, I don't have much. It's sufficient. It's sufficient. God wants to use it. God can do great things through East River Baptist Church. He's done great things through this church. But He wants to do greater. If you just say, Lord, what I have is yours. Let's stand this morning. I'm going to invite your pastor to come, our pastor to come. But if God has spoken to your heart, just let him know that what you have is available for the ministry.